Okay, so I want to say uh, good morning to everyone, and thank you for being with us. Super, super, I'm going to jump out of my skin is what I'm going to do. I'm super excited <laughs> for us to all be here with my friend, which is our friend, uh, Manuela, um, who is here for the uh, satsang interview uh, this month, and I am just really, first of all, it's just fabulous to see you. Uh, and second, you know, the reason we do these satsang interviews is because, you know, we we have a set of teachings and we find ourselves gravitating to different teachings and whatever's lighting us up. And then, and then it's just we have found really, really useful to expose people to to different people that have different ways of expressing and different little words and different ways that they would um, articulate the unarticulatable. Right. And yet and yet we still are going to grasp for the words and they're not going to be perfect, but there's something about it. And you never know that little phrase or the pointing that comes from someone, you know, seemingly someone else that has the inside of us go, oh, my God, wait a minute. I know that I was waiting for something else, you know, and I felt that many times, uh, even just listening to your very brief. We have a couple of very brief teachings on Awakening Together website. And um, they are just so direct. They're so direct in the pointing. And if, if you know, those with ears for those type of uh, pointings, let them hear. And that's that's what I felt like I just did these last couple of days. So first of all, thank you for doing those uh, teachings. So, let, so Rhoda and I are both going to be doing this interview, but we have several of our mighty companions here. And um, we just welcome anyone that has a, a question and, and, you know, and feels the prompt that something wants to be brought forth during this 90 minutes. I mean, we, we totally, of course we totally trust that. So, but in the, but in the meantime, Rhoda and I will get this started. Uh, so Man Manuela, first, let me say to you, good morning and give you a chance to speak. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, I could ask you a question. Yes. Okay. Um, when did you begin with Awakening Together? Mm, it would have been around 2014. Okay. 2014. 2014. I, um, yeah, I had. <laughs> it's, it's really funny thinking about it. Um, so I was really fed up being depressed in my life, you know, really down. And <laughs> um, I came across, oh, you know, the big circle of things. So I'd read David, um, Gary Renard, and had um, read, did the Course of Miracles, <laughs> and um, there was Jennifer Hadley came up, and and she was this really lovely lady, and she was like a big sister who held out her hand and said, "Come, you know, I can help you," and I think I spent like a month. Um, tortured over whether I should spend the $350 to join her group <laughs> like tortured tortured thinking oh can I afford it you know because my life is um I was I'm an artist by you know trade and so there's not much money here and um anyway something happened and I I accepted I paid the money and it was great for for about two months and then she interviewed Regina 
<laughs> and I just went, oh my God, this is why I joined her to meet Regina. And Regina was talking about the loop of thinking, the thinking loop. I, I think therefore I experienced, I can never remember it. I've always got to look it up. And um, that's when I just, so then I just dropped being with Jennifer and I just came to Awakening together and have been here since. It's just resonates and it's just um what I loved about Regina was she was just a normal person doing her own um living her own life and and looking inwards and she showed me how to look inwards and that changed everything yeah so so it, I, I think I spent a year and then the MPP course came up to do and again tortured whether I should do that or not because <laughs> uh, I didn't really know about what let's say I had a real beef with inner intuition back then <laughs> because my whole life um kept, they kept everyone kept saying to me you know school counselors friends older people friend, um were saying follow your dreams follow your heart Probably, you know, always make decisions. So I did and I became an artist. And I thought, damn it, why would God make me become an artist to just, why, just to punish me? Just so I didn't, because as a child, you think, oh, yeah, I'm going to be an artist. I'll, I'll earn. You don't think, oh, yeah, artists don't get paid much. <laughs> oh, oh, there's nowhere to apply for a job. You know, you've got to make your own job. So, um, and I just, so I kept reading that, like life, God, life was punishing me. So, so I sort of hated in intuition because um, it, because my life always sort of went down a road, started to look like it would be successful and then a boom, a stop. And it was, you know, looking back later, I just thought, oh God, that was actually a blessing. It was like when I would go off to detour, um, it would stop and pull me back onto the, onto the track, onto track. And then I'd go off, you know, because if I had been a successful artist with heaps of money, I wouldn't be here today. I'd be living this massive ego life, <laughs> probably still really, really depressed. Um, uh, yeah, so I re I'm really grateful for all these stops. And it sort of kept me back on the road, back on the straight and narrow. And... Um, so I did the MPP classes and that just changed my life. The two, the two years of that, I think that, I think that's why I, I accepted. I had this conversation with Rhoda at the beginning of the year and, and, um, I really feel like I'm just the most boring is that saying ever. Um, but I thought, oh, I can talk about MPP because, <laughs> um, it's something about doing MPP and we did it on Pal Talk back then and being with a group of people for consistently for two years, going through being completely intimate with these people who I would call friends, even though I've never had dinner with them. I haven't touched half of them. <laughs> um, and, and I used it as purifying. And so that, so difference between Manuela who started MPP to Manuela who finished MPP was massive, massive. And my answers 
were pages and pages long for each question because I, oh, there was so much life just, I would, I started, I was only working my job one day a week. So I had lots of time to, I devoted it like a full-time job. So I was really getting into it. If there were, like when I did NTI, um, I sort of didn't get it. So I listened to all the audios that were on the website of Regina talking and I transcribed most of them, you know, which, and I'm a very slow typer. <laughs> so, um, but what I find when I transcribe things, it calms the mind, it's quiet, it's focused. And, and it really, there's something about it going through the head and into the hand that it, it just, you understand it more. You're like being with it and contemplating it more than if you listen, people talk fast and, and, and you miss half the stuff. So, um, I did that and then I, then my job increased to full time. And of course the thought, well, well, I can't do this. I can't do it anymore. And, and then this voice came in and it said, well, if I'm meant to do this, there'll be a way that I can still do this. And it worked out. It was amazing for two years. So each class, cause I'm in Australia was from midnight to two o'clock or one o'clock to three o'clock. And then you're just on such a high because you spend two hours with inner guidance, always dropping from the head to the heart. So after that, you're on a, like a buzz, so you can't get to sleep. So I, I think I would get like broken 10 minutes here and there sleep and then get up and go to work all day. But I managed. It was, it was fine. It was so, it's just, it was a great lesson. And it was so good that I was in Australia thinking, well, I've had these two thoughts. It's not fair because I'm going to get up at midnight to do this. And the other one is um, with the exchange rate, I'm paying double what and because and, <laughs> two, two American, two Australian dollars equals one American dollar. So I think, oh, why have I got it bad? So it's, you know, all this victim, victim, victim. And so by having it set up like this, it, it was perfect. It was perfect because it was to be up at night when it's all quiet, no one's bugging me, my husband's asleep, the kids were asleep. So I had a great, it was a great chunk. It was something about the peace and quiet at night just brings you closer, like takes you out of your head more and into your heart. And then being with these wonderful people, talking about um, the, the incredible teachings, it, it was just so good. It just and everything I was learning, I could practice. So my husband is a very, um, like, this is all story that I'm saying. It's, it's, it's really funny. But um, so he's a very, he's a projector. If something happens to him, it's my fault. That, you know, it doesn't matter. He doesn't know how to use his phone. It's, he projects out onto me. And I'm a sensitive type. So I would take in everything. Everything's my fault. So it was a great fit. <laughs> so, um, so I was able to always practice, like, I, I couldn't remember all this stuff. Like, I remember reading Gary's book and forgiveness was like a, a paragraph long. And I thought, how am I going to remember a whole paragraph when <laughs> I have to forgive someone? Because I really didn't understand what forgiveness was. I really, I, I just read it and read it, couldn't get it. Um, and then I came across Rat and I thought, oh, Rat, best accept and trust. 
that is forgiveness that is how I can do it so my husband would come you know 10 centimeters from my face and to get mad at me because I went and bought two extra cans of chickpeas and there are four cans of chickpeas in the cupboard and you know why don't I pay attention oh whatever and um I just would hear rat 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 so I was up you know shaking inside because someone screaming at you was, you know back then it was and I was taking it all in like oh I've done I bought two cans of chickpeas <laughs> <laughs> and um but it was so good I could remember rat and then I would do it and then I would write about it and I would laugh because I think the question the question that I didn't know how to answer in MPP that situation came to me and now I know how to answer it because I just lived it everything became direct experience so I would write through direct experience and and so it was like everything then was set up even though I didn't like it but to get me to understand my blockages my constrictions so it was great MPP was great and I, I really recommend it I recommend you know and I didn't do it to be a reverend I I, I thought uh, it was really wonderful the first teacher I had was David Hemphill and he was so good with me he's sort of saying just start you can drop out whenever you want you can get right to the end and not do the last course and be a minister you um you can just decide then and and it, it took away the sort of fears so I did it and I would you know I thank him because it, it was great it changed changed everything and then at the end, I went to India and I met the lovely Kate and the lovely Anne and I had a great time with them. And then India sort of changed me too. And uh, and when I say change, it dropping, more stuff dropped away. And then, uh, yeah, it was great because that's when Regina started the gentle healing. Because after, after MPP, I went, oh, this is not enough. I need more. I need I need to be guided more. And so she started the gentle healing. So the, uh, so another point I would like to bring up would be, you know, the Star Wars movies, you can watch it in the way that it came out or you can <laughs> just watch it in the order that of chronological. Mm -hmm. Well, I did MPP, uh, I did all Regina's teachings the way it came out. And there was something really great about that because after MPP, it was great to then do gentle healing because I, I felt so... For me, MPP was like the great purifier. It helped me understand concepts. It gave me tools. It introduced me to how they're fitting through the great masters. I saw that, you know, I, I was Catholic by upbringing, but I saw how all religions connected and, and how discernment, discernment was great. So you could hear anything and you can discern. Then gentle healing was the great dissolver. It, it just was wiping more and more of ego away, especially like the last year. Like so, G Regina takes you through slowly, and the last year it's you. You got to rely on your own inner wisdom, your own contemplation, and so you're decreasing, and your heart connection and your inner guidance is speaking more than than you, than your head. So that was a great it was great to do one after the other but I found if you go really deeply but like 
to do two at the same time would be very hard because you sort of you got to go really deep and and I found also that when you were doing a teaching or a, or a week's lesson um, audios would show up that just fitted exactly with what you're doing so I would go deeper and listen to them and and it was wonderful so I highly recommend MPP and gentle here and gentle well let me let me uh, let me jump in for a second and say when we say MPP what we're talking about is the minister uh preparation program which is a uh over two-year program that Regina put together and there's different like you can say modules but they're different classes and and as uh Manuela said you go through all the masters you you, you know the, you know Buddhism and uh Jesus of the New Testament, right? And Sufism and Kabbalah and I'm going to, you know, the, the Tao, right? I mean, and then you, like, what is the same? And it, I, what I hear you saying is you could just keep following that strand, but not for the sake of intellectually being able mm -hmm. to debate or know these terms. It was, it was, it was for the purpose of purifying. It was using the tools. It, so it was how actionable is this each time? That's that's what I hear you reflecting. Yeah, definitely. It was about I need to change. I, I'm sick of being depressed. It's not working. Mm -hmm. This was an alternative. This is your. This, that was your Helen Shuckman moment, right? There's gonna. I think said something <laughs> like, "There's got to be a better way. This this yeah. this cannot be it. Yeah. <laughs> this this cannot be all that there is. Yeah. Oh, that's just that's just beautiful. Um. What I also hear you saying, though, is that, uh, and and it's such a beautiful point you make. Um, Regina showed me how to look inside, and that changed everything. Um, I remember that. I remember. I remember reading some quote, Einstein quote, that said something like, "What lies." The vastness of lie of what lies outside is nothing compared to the eternity on the inside. And I remember thinking, what is he talking? Like, you know, just it's what is he talking about? Right. And and that's what you're pointing to is being pointed to discovering your own internal vastness, your internal infinity. So I, I wonder if you yeah. could just say a little bit about that, if that feels alive for you. Well, it's like you're walking around and you're holding a torch and you're looking outwards and then you realize you know the torch is coming from in in you so the light you know um was it michael langford said follow the light beam and mm -hmm. and where does the light beam start you know like that's how i thought back then like now i can't say that but you turn in and you see that the light being starts in within in your heart not your head so the head well like i said I, like from being a child i always knew about intuition you know because being an artist you you're not really coming from your head too much I, I'm, I'm a very feely person so i find on the whole i find being quiet more than talking because I, I'm not very 
I'm not a language-based person. I'm a very feeling-based person. Which is why I discovered why I chose art in the first place, because when I was doing art, there was a the flow. Mm -hmm. So I didn't realise, but I realise now that it was you're out of your head and you're in your heart. And and so as a child, I knew that that felt good, but I but I didn't know it. So it was subconscious. Subconscious. It was just a gravitation towards that. Yeah, it was your it was your natural it was your natural natural yeah. guiding force, right? Yeah. Which is really the what is like the the unfolding of life. You know, you think you're doing things for a certain reason. That's what your head's telling you. <laughs> But really, your life is pulling you and the mind is claiming it. You know, this is like I, I read, um, I've had quite a few shifts this year. This year's been really amazing, like like really stopping my mind a lot, like walking around. The whole of September, I'm just walking around in big mouth drops, like I can't talk because of the realizations is wiping all the places where I was still clinging onto. And um can't remember what I was talking about. Uh, I could bring you back. Uh you were talking about how when you're walking around with the with the torch, right? With the flashlight oh, and you look at, you're looking yeah, out. Yeah. You, you start to look in and then there's the heart. Yeah. Yes. And then and so you follow the light beam and yeah. and the more you get, the the bigger it is, and the more confidence. So the more willingness you give, and the more trust you get to to do more. So it grows. So willingness grows, and trust grows. Um. Well, then, then like this year, and it would have been around June, I realised that there is no inside and outside. You know, so we talk about inner, turn in, and the outer world. Well, that disappeared, that whole. I, I used to, <laughs> it's like you get to the highest point of something and you think, yeah, I've got this clarity. And then something comes along and wipes that. It's, and, it, and it's like you're given the tools to use until the tools are not no longer useful. And so life then just took away the tool because it wasn't useful anyone it showed me more but so um i used to well i realized i used to go to meditation a lot because i love meditation but after 2017 meditation changed and meditation became sitting sitting in silence just mm -hmm. sitting in the, the gorgeous silence deeply Let, letting the thoughts come if they come um, and some thoughts I still had to rat. So it was still just feeling, 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 letting it come and then just sitting again in silence. So I, I, I could do eight hours of that. You know, I, I just, and I just love sitting in it. And so then I would stop and there would be a difference with then going out into the world and into, going out into the world was more painful because that's how I experienced it then. So I'd keep coming back into 
inner, inner, inner. And then, uh, then this realization happened. Well, it was, it just dissolved that. And so it's got to, like, there's a whole lot of things that, but anyway, oh, just get to the point. Inner and outer don't exist. That that doesn't exist. It's all one. And so then that really changed a lot. And you can just sit and 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 that's where I started to see this inner stillness is everywhere. You could see it everywhere. It was just clinging to thoughts that stopped it. So that clinging to the thought of an inner life and an outer life. They're still thoughts. So that changed a lot. And so meditation for me is is not someone trying to stop thoughts. It's not, it, it's more living with what is, what's coming up. So you're really just the flow. If, if um, guilt comes up, you just feel it, feel it, feel it, feel it, feel it, feel it, and let it go. But back then I would have still, I, so it's all about dissolving. So the rage, it rages. This whole path is about taking away, not not gaining knowledge, not gaining, but it's about taking away and so you've got to look at everything that you're holding on to, and life will show you that. So you don't have to work anything out. You just live life; it'll bring it to you. And inquire. So I, my biggest tool was investigating everything with curiosity. And I, when I facilitated NTI, I read the sentence. It was curiosity that asked the question, "What would life be like if it was different?" And and I thought, okay, curiosity was outside of the mind. It's not of the mind. And and it's that curiosity which helped by looking take things away. And so now I know I saw directly, it was a direct experience that there is no self. That, that, that. So I got to the point of awareness. So we did awareness, watching awareness. Mm -hmm. But that's still duality because there's someone who's aware being aware of awareness so so you so I kept looking into that inquiring and um I would it was Angelo's teaching about the seeing the seen being seen which then because it gets more and more subtle but the more you take away, the more you can see where you're still clinging. And awareness is still a clinging. It's still a thought. And I, this is how I describe it. So you've got an illusion like this. And, and normal vision is you, you look at it. And one whole you know perspective is you can see it as a rabbit. Or if you look this way, you can see it as a duck. And so, you know, you can divide that up and you can fight over that and have different perspectives and over that. But then there's another 
one, which is what's looking at it. We think, we think there's a me that lives inside the head, behind the eyes, looking out. And so that's still, that's like a, a it, it came right down to that I, I was a self-reference point. I was, and even if it's a tiny dot, you take away everything and it's a microscopic dot, it's still a point and it's still a reference point and you're still point A looking at point B's. So it's still subject and object, even though you know you're not a body, you know you're not your mind, you're always following into, you know, you're completely surrendered, you're living a life totally surrendered to inner guidance, but that's still a dot of a self. And then that went, and then that changed everything. That was like, And the mind would try, like, thoughts would come, but, but what, what if, and then gone. But, and there's this funny interview, well, I think it's funny because I couldn't talk, of, uh, I was chatting with um, Emerson, who is a, I found through Tony Parsons, and and he's asking, he's saying stuff, and I'm going, but, uh, what, uh, and then it's just all wiped, like, it just can't, because questions don't drop anymore. So when there's no self, there's no story. So things happen, like you can walk and stub your toe on a, on the table chair and you feel the sensation. And um, you go, oh shit, that hurts. <laughs> but then it doesn't, there's no story attached to it. So then you don't say, why did you leave the chair there? Or that stupid chair, I hate this chair. That disappears. Because they're all thoughts. So the whole idea of self or what we think we are is only an idea, which is wow, because boy, it didn't feel like an idea before. And that person who was crying and crying whether to join, <laughs> you know, a group of people and pay $300, you know, that didn't feel like a thought. But you get to the point where that's, that is the main clinging point of constriction. So that, so that sort of wiped everything. It wiped, it wiped the teachings, it wiped, it wiped the teachers. It wiped my story, which, you know, so I was, um, it wiped talking, it wiped. It wiped everything. It wiped liberation, like that's just a thought. It, it. <laughs> it's really funny because what's left is, um, It's what you've already known. It's it's but you you're not there. Like you never were there. It's it's what what's here when there's no thoughts. You've known it all your life. It's it's so obvious. You know, in one of in the Tao when Regina was talking, she was she read someone's translation, it was the hidden in the hidden. 
<laughs> well, the sense of who you think you are is a thought hidden within thoughts, you know, but in, re in reality, it's the obvious in everything. It's, it's, um, it's like when I first, with MPP, Regina was my main teacher for the second year. And, and so when I first went into awareness, watching awareness, and I sat in the silence, I remember saying to her, but it's boring. It's just, you're just sitting here. It's just nothing. And she laughed and said, it's nothing that's created everything. It's created all this. <laughs> and so then, then I thought, okay, that there's something then, that's just a thought then that I'm, see how thoughts block, thoughts are, are they block everything. And then, you know, sitting, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's illuminous. It's, I call it aliveness because words, um, you don't like to use the word ego because it means so many things to different people. Isness is the same and isness sounds a bit like you're still there. So it's aliveness. It's aliveness in everything. It's aliveness in the pen. You know, you see it. It's everything. It's, it's gorgeous. And aliveness, death is part of aliveness because, but nothing dies. Death doesn't die. So I, I you know, it came up um, in facilitating the classes that um, I rarely sit in the lounge. That's my husband's sort of room. He likes the TV. And uh, I've got this vase from Mother's Day, vase of flowers. And I sat there one day um, and I looked up and I just saw, you know, it's there three months. <laughs> they should have been dumped three months ago. <laughs> but I just see aliveness. It's just, it's just beautiful. It's just alive. That's all there is, is aliveness. Everything's aliveness. And there's no... And it's, it's true, like that, that was a very key, Angelo's teaching about dropping the concepts, that was amazing. That was amazing. I would lie in bed and this was so, well, I sort of was reading Angelo from about May on, June on, maybe so, and, and I would do this because I found in my life, this is why I couldn't really talk, can't still really talk, is things would happen, shifts would happen, and then I, I didn't understand what's happened, what something's gone, something's still here. That's all I could say. I, mm -hmm. I don't have the words to explain. And then it's when I hear a teaching or read it in a book, I, I recognise and go, that's it. So it's always you don't know, like this spiritual path is a very solitary journey really because it's between you and what you are feeling and then and then if you if you look at it you you think okay i'm feeling this sensation i'm calling it anger but how do i know that that's what you're feeling and you're calling anger because no one's actually said oh yeah see this thing that you're feeling I know that it's it's anger. Like it's just something that you just assume, don't you? Like I just assume 
then if you then you look into it which i had already done driving to work when i was um the preschool teacher the, the kindergarten teacher which is a funny story <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go all over the place you can rein me in but um so with COVID, uh, i was uh, working as an artist for a tv station specializing in children's tv and with uh, the tv stations here it's it's law that if they want their broadcast license, they have to do half an hour of preschool TV. But in that half an hour, they're not allowed to advertise. So they didn't want to do this because it was just a waste of money and they weren't getting money. So when COVID came, all the TV stations came together and lo lobbied the um, government to get rid of this law so they wouldn't have to pay for all this money. Anyway, it went through. So overnight, my whole career just disappeared. So it wasn't like I could go find another job. I mean, the whole industry disappeared. So that, that's when I um, totally surrendered, totally, totally surrendered, just like how David was talking about. I just didn't move until the body moved and I was going to do whatever. So it, I was guided. I just got up, it came on my phone. Uh, you know, like if you're enrolled in Seek and it just, it just gives you a LinkedIn, they just send you all these emails. This job came up and um, I just found, I just went and put a resume in overnight. Like it was about 10 o'clock at night and just sent it off. And uh, and then I got the job and it was what I had classified the worst job in the world. Because <laughs> of all my teaching, you know, I'm an early childhood teacher as well as an art teacher. And... Um, the age group when I did my prax was three-year-olds. I don't want to be with three-year-olds. That's just so hard. And it's your one person with 11 three-year-olds. Like it's just <laughs> a lot of work. Um, and um, that was the, the class that they gave me. <laughs> and it wasn't, and it was, I was the second teacher of the three-year-old group. And I was in the, the funny shaped room with corners so kids could hide in. Uh, we had less resources because the others got the government subsidy and my class didn't because I was, um, they all went to CNKs. Uh, it was like a, a paid. And so we were basically babysitting. So um, it was the worst of the worst. But it, and, and I thought, <laughs> so it's funny how inner guidance does not, this is another thing that, ha that broke that, I thought if you followed your inner guidance, it would lead me to being a successful artist. I thought, okay, you know, God knows now what I want. God's saying to me, be an artist, follow what I have to do, follow all the prompts, and you're going to be a great artist. You're going to change the world. You're going to be the new Picasso. And that's not what inner guidance is there for. Inner guidance knows beyond your thinking. It knows your true calling. It, it knows it wants the peace and the radiance and the, and the, um, of who you are, but really are without a who and a one. Um, so, yeah, so I did that and that was, ended up being a great job. It ended up being a great job. Those three-year-olds taught me amazing things. It, 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 you know they don't have stories; they just play. And I, especially, you give you give a three-year-old a piece of paper and say, "Oh, could you draw a portrait of your family?" And there's no, no, they get it. They do their scribbles. 
there's mum and dad, me, the dog, the cat, <laughs> grandma, grandpa. There's no story. They can just do it. And then if you ask a, a grade two, oh, no, you know, grade three, grade four child, you know, 10-year-old child, there's a, oh, no, I can't draw. I don't know how to draw. No, this is awful. They rip up their picture. Like already stories have come in. Um, so those three-year-olds were just fantastic. And, and then I would often look up, um, because even though it's supposed to be 1 to 11, your partner teacher is off doing cleaning and other stuff. So it's really 1 to 24. And um, I would look up and I would just see. So other teachers would call it chaos and noise, but I would just see this flow of love. They're just, they're just being... They're just playing. They're just, you know, they're with life. They're feeling what they're feeling. And there's no story at that age. It's it's the parent who will come up, oh, did you fall over? Yes. Did, you know, Jimmy hit me or something, you know. But before that, there's nothing. It's just, oh, I felt it. Look at my knee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sensation and then. You put a bit of water on it and they're fine. There's no, or they want a bandaid because they think this bandaid is amazing thing to get. <laughs> and it solves it because you put a bandaid on, they stop crying. It's amazing. They're just so innocent and beautiful and nice stories. And then you watch because it's three years old, you watch the stories coming in. You, you watch how, how we do it. So I was learning about how I was constricting myself from when I was a child and how looking outward teaches you this. And and you're taught more to look outwards because, you know, the rules that I had to install was, okay, you know, everyone has to sit on the mat, you have to sit still, we're not starting until everyone's still, you know, all these rules that go against what a three-year-old really wants to do, you know. And that's when behaviour problems came in, when I had to make 25 children go to sleep for a one-hour nap. I mean, how do you how do you get them to just go to sleep and then wake up at 2 o'clock? Like, <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, I've gone all over the place, so I'm very sorry. But it's just <clears throat> long. So talking is just happening to me because I thought, oh, what am I going to talk about? Nothing to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it comes in for me to to talk to just try as I may to understand and follow the thread here. There is real clarity that where I am may be where you were, let's say in 2017, based on your timeline. So when I hear you speaking, what keeps, I keep feeling this, there's definitely still a sense of a self here. And so I, as I hear you talking about no inside, no outside, what, without, I, you know, without any desire to try to get there, because that's just not where it is right now, but just to understand what the dissolving how the dissolving like it's not really it, what i hear you saying is it's not something i'm doing 
dissolving is happening. Like life brings it to me. And then dissolving is happening. Yes. And I think, um, so the more time for me, you know, everybody's life is different and, and life will bring it to you. But sitting in that silence, just clarity was coming. You know, you, you open yourself to it. And it's showing me in the silence, you could see how the mind works. So what happens is, uh, and, and so you are a thought, you know. What you think you are is just a thought. And you use thoughts to keep that thought in place. Mm -hmm. And then you build a story. So all these thoughts now are a story and you're believing it. So, so it's very simple. It's like the three-year-old. Something happens in life, you know. You, you could be very happy. You're in your quiet meditation sitting. Someone knocks on the door. It's your neighbour and they're pissed off because you put your bin across the road because you've missed the bin on your side. You've put it on his footpath and he doesn't like the bin on your on his footpath. Why is my bin over there? Uh, because it looks awful. You know, whatever. So in a second your life changes so you're happy for one minute then the doorbell rings and you, now you're thinking what the f <laughs> and so what's happened really is drop the story it's like it's like a real root cause inquiry root cause inquiry you've got the story and you go and you're going deeper and deeper and really you're dropping from the head to the heart and you're getting to clarity and you're getting that from inner guidance and then you're sitting in it. So a lot of people get the guidance and then walk away. But it's sit in it, stay in it, let it marinate and it gets deeper. So you see that mind, so you're getting really, you're getting a sensation in your body. Usually, if you still think you're a person, you go to the head to find out why you know, like the sensation happens and what would I would find is there's a moment of confusion and confusion was a massive hidden trigger for me to go to the head to understand why and to ask the head why. And I had to really break that to go to guidance instead. So I'd go to the head and the head would use what the, the story to attach to create a story and saying, oh, you're angry because your neighbour has come over and yelled at you because your bin is across the road. So now you're believing that this is anger. You've labelled it, mental concept. You, you've attached it to a story, a whole heap of mental concepts, and now you're a person. You're, you're constricted. You're not seeing anything for what it is. You're not seeing the aliveness in anything because you've just constricted it all. So any sort of mental concept, you're constricting. So, so if you see a cup and you and you you say a cup, right? That's a mental concept. So in that moment, it's like you can switch off aliveness, and you say it's a cup, and you don't have to think about it anymore because it's a cup, and you have a whole history story of what a cup is. So you know a cup should be in the kitchen, and shouldn't be on the floor. So if you're walking by and you see a cup on the floor, you go, I left a cup on the floor. I could have, you know, tripped, broken it. Cups don't go there. 
So see all the stories that are coming? See, it's, and it's just a sensation, but you're attaching anger to it. And you're attaching that then to a story. And you get lost in there. Now you're stuck in your head. Whereas when when you're taken away, like Angela was saying, take away the mental concepts, take away, take away, you're left with sensation. And um, really this life here of this um, apparent world reality is, is a sensing. It's experiencing, you know. So, but we don't want to experience it. We want to experience the good. We don't want to experience the anger. So, yeah. Um, when you've got a story and a person that you're clinging on to, you can um, hide. You can hide. You can repress stories. You can repress. You can repress feelings more. When there's no self, you can't. There's nothing there to stop this. So you feel everything, but it doesn't stick. It only sticks if there is a story. The story only exists if there's a self. So it's pure feeling for feeling, and then it goes. It's just like the wind comes through and it goes. Mm. So, so you can feel everything, and it's great. It's wonderful. And and again, it's mental concept saying that this is anger. If you look into it, which is the great thing that that Angelo's teaching about dropping the concepts, which he talked about in his set set, and he took us through it. So you. If you look at that and you go, okay, anger, that's a mental concept, drop it. What is it? It's just sensation. It's just sensation. And then I played this, that's where I was going. I was driving to work and I, um, I got sort of anxious. I was thinking, oh, I'm in class again with all these kids. And, you know, um, so the, the, and the sensation was there and I had put the sensation, I labeled it as, anxiety, I don't really want to do this, or I wish I could quit my job. Right, but that's all the thoughts attaching to it, all these mental concepts. So I was driving along and I went, okay, feel it, feel it, feel it, feel it. And then just inner guidance just does this, you know, you're not doing any of it, it just happens. Then it would say, I'm excited. It was the same feeling, but putting a different label on it made me feel happy. Like it's amazing, it's just sensation, that's the power of what concepts are so it was just one sensation and you can turn it from anger and you could turn it to happiness because it's just beliefs you're believing it you're constricting it so i went that's amazing how can but i you know don't take my word for it do when, when you feel something drop the label of it and go in and it's just sensations and then the more you drop it um, you're not, not you're not clinging on to it. You're not repressing it. So it just flies through. So it's it's so now feeling everything is wow, wow. It's and you, you're living more, although there's no you living. <laughs> it's just everything's aliveness. Everything's aliveness. Thank you. So I hear two main points from that, um, just to reflect this back to you. Um, the first is, uh, or I guess there's three. Okay. The mechanism of this delusional self-concept, the self-concept that is not true and yet continually gets believed. 
the mechanism that actually constructs that is when you don't realize that what you think you are is just a thought until you accept that what you are is just a thought uh it's you can't see step two which is then you not other people not the world you use thought to keep that in place and reinforce it and build it and keep that in place and i'm the one who thinks the cup shouldn't be on the floor i'm the one that knows where cup should be matter of fact that's my cup or or it's yeah. not my cup so i'm not as concerned about that cup getting broken but so but 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 we go back so that's when i use concepts to reinforce uh the thought, but the first is what you think you are is just a thought. So there's two more points I want to make to reflect back, but let's just stop on that one for a second, if it's okay. What you That's think- That's a good one. Yeah. What you, so I want, yeah. What you think you are is just a thought. Did 2017 Manuela know that, that what she was was just a thought? <clears throat> no, not like now. No, because okay. I was still awareness, watching awareness. Okay. But the thing is, there is no you that realizes your thought. The, it, it's recognition happens. There's nothing it's the person. Yeah. So what happens is, I don't, I can't explain how or what. So I just finished facilitating NTI, and it's wonderful, especially reading it from a lot of no self. <laughs> it's so clear it's so and I thought I've read this so many times <laughs> it's just so clear it's so simple so it's basically saying this is how the mind works it's saying everything I'm saying everything this is how the mind works this is how you got to where you got to there's an alternative it's called the inner guidance follow inner guidance but they can't say anything else you're you still think you're a seeker so it's got to use this, it's got to talk to a seeker. So follow inner guidance and then you get to revelations, which is incredible, which I thought, how did I never understand that? Because it's actually proving it to you. It's saying, you know, NTI is incredible. It says, read this, what does it mean? And and you realize that your mind's come up with all this story or, or I don't know what it means, weird. And then you read it and it goes, yeah, there was no meaning. Can you see what your mind has done to to this little paragraph of words? And so it's proving it to you. It's proving the whole book to you in that, in, in Revelations. And then it's saying, okay, now just drop. You don't need the mind at all. Drop it. You can live totally from inner intuition and let inner intuition uh talk you know translate everything for you everything don't leave don't leave a single thing behind give it all to it you you just seen we have just shown you through the whole book that the mind doesn't know the mind is limited it's a, a happen a thought that creates thoughts go beyond thoughts it's a thought it's a thought loop thing it, it can't it doesn't even know about intuition you know, you've got to put the attention down there. You, you and then it's then you then it's so I'd done that, and I was just I just went. Oh, there's so much clarity that was happening in, in these last few months. It was just all clicking with direct experience, and so I found myself. So I was lying down. And I thought, 
No, I'm going to, I'm curious about inner intuition, you know, because the, the first principle of God, if it's always here and it's never changed, it means it's here and right now. It's right now. How can it not be here? It's never changed. I, I've always had that from when Regina first brought in that teaching. I thought, oh, well, it's got to be here now. Like, it's 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 never changed. So I, I thought, well, is does inner intuition come from there? Like, is that part of it? So I was just curious and I was doing that. And I just asked, talk to me about inner intuition. What What is it? And I just, and you just sit in silence. And uh, what happened was there was like a turning, but nothing turned. And the answer was, it's the what is and not. And it was in the not that it turned in on itself. And it just dropped, like it was just, oh, my God. Oh my God, the person's never, ever made a decision in their life, has never done anything. It's completely made up, complete. You think that it's me now drinking, but drinking is happening. You think, see, the mind claims it. It'll say, oh, I just drank. But it's not, it's, it's like a six second, it's like a second, a sixth of a second delay and the mind's claimed it and tony parsons talks about that being the rich man it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven because the rich man claims everything the rich man is the mind is who thinks it's a person who's claiming and it claims everything it's my pen that was my action i just picked up a pen i just dropped it um yeah, that's my my anger that i'm feeling like it's claiming and it's not actually what's really happening. That's what I saw in the moment. And in that moment, the self just disappeared. Because it, and then in the self, in Manuela not ever existing, that means you don't exist either. And, and that was, that's why the only person who could help me was Tony Parsons, because he's, who frustrated me years ago and I just never went back to him because I didn't know what he was talking about. But he's actually talking the pure truth, even though truth is a concept. It's all a concept. But he's pointing, but he's he, pointing consistently too, with well, perhaps with concepts, well, he, but he's pointing to it. He's pointing to the fact that you don't exist. And that's very hard for a seeker to want. A seeker doesn't want to know this. A seeker does not <laughs> want to know. So what happened was an accident, right? Nothing I did made this happen. I've done this a thousand times of sitting in and asking in an intuition, a thousand billion times, okay, but trillion you, okay, times. May I, may I may I jump in? Yeah, you sat there. A billion times you Sorry? you you brought yourself into the sitting to the silence to the not knowing to the curiosity to the this is boring there's nothing here for me why am i doing this i can't do this i can't why would i ever sit here i i can't believe i put 20 minutes on my timer i can't do this for 20 seconds why would i ever do this for 20 minutes i can't do this for an hour why 
you sat in the face of mind perpetually telling you, did you not, that it was boring, that it was useless, that there was nothing here, that that you're totally wasting your time. I remember you telling a story about India. Mind was saying, everyone else has these grand adventures in India. All I did is sit in the hall and just, and mind was like, you didn't even have, you didn't even, you don't even have a bunch of really, really cool, you know? So that's what you did. What you did is have the trust to do nothing in the face of being told that this is nothing. This is true. And and I had, I because meditating for four hours, like whenever I had a spare five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, I would meditate. I just use the time. And I would be held up in a fetal position. For how many years? Oh, since since I was doing MPP. So I really, at the end of MPP, so 2016, because that's when we really got into awareness, watching awareness. 20, 21, 22, 23. Just, just, just ever, ever so, ever so generally, but we're going to put some numbers on this. We're going to say every time you had some spare time, the call to be free or to be curious or to know what must be here called you in to look at what you didn't know and you weren't sure about and didn't get a big kick and payoff from. And you followed that call and stayed in all the time you had free, which sometimes was a lot of time, sometimes less, but it was daily. Are we going to, we're going to go with daily, right? Oh, oh, daily, because I worked out there's 24 hours in a day. <laughs> Eight of them I have to work. <laughs> Eight, I'm going to sleep. I'm, I love sleeping. <laughs> and also I, if I woke up, it, you know, got old lady bladder, so you got to go to the toilet. <laughs> so um, if, I, I, if I woke up and I would lie back in bed and even if I couldn't sleep, I would just meditate. And if I dozed off, that was great because oh, I needed to sleep. And if I didn't, that was great. I was meditating. So I then, and then there's another eight hours. I thought, what do I do with these other eight hours? And that's, you know, you put, take some eating away, a little bit of socializing, but I would, I even cut down a lot on socializing. I'm a very, I'm very like Michael Langford, you know, I'm a bit solitary, you know, and I'm a bit um, disciplined like that. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And but then this is that's why it's so funny is because in the end i thought i was doing this all i did nothing not even the meditating i was not and you don't even this is the the thing that the seeker doesn't want to hear but you think all the practices are doing it but it's not no no because anyone can wake up at any time because it's here now it's your true nature now. You can never have meditated in your life and wake up. You, you know, Tony Parsons walked in the park and walked out, you know, didn't walk out again, you know. So you don't have to, so the teachings are not even it, but the teachings and the meditating appeared in this life. It appeared. So even though I'm not, never did it, never made a choice to do it, it just appeared. So I would go be in the bed, curled up, fetal position, usually with a sheet over my head, and the thought that was so big that was trying to keep me away from meditating was, "You're wasting your life. This is not living. How can you? How can you call this living? 
life's happening out there people are meeting up for coffee going to movies and you're just lying on a bed so much so my neighbor is she was like five years old at the time she <laughs> she she i went over to play with her and she said oh let's play opposites you be me and i be you and so what she did is she went on the couch and laid down going to sleep <laughs> she just thought i slept all the time because she'd come over to want to play with me but i'd be meditating <laughs> i just laughed that's her playing me anyway so that was a massive thought is so that that was before when i still thought i was um seeking but and in india was the same so people would say how was india and i go oh, don't actually know i can tell you i sat in <laughs> ramana's ashram and i preferred the the smaller older one with the bed every with time bed, yeah. every time i went in there because you know on the way up the mountain and on the way to get shy and on the way to pursue my spiritual pursuits, I would pop in there. And I, every single time I saw you sitting in there and I, I didn't know how to meditate at the time. And uh, matter of fact, I, I remember telling the kid's mom when I was justifying why I was leaving for a month, I said, I think I'm going to India to learn how to meditate. And she's like, <laughs> she says, don't you have a meditation center in your backyard? Literally in my backyard. I said, yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. Anyway, every time I'd go to go do the thing I was doing, I'd see Manuel in that in that hall, but I'll tell you something. I'm, I'm I may have said this to you. Every time I saw you in that hall, you had this look on your face that I interpreted as there's no place else I'd rather be. I, oh, definitely. Because I remember marveling, thinking, "What is going on in there? Like, what is she?" Do it like what because you know it's silent right except for the people coming in and out and people like me that don't know to bring the really soft not crinkly bags you know uh and and you you didn't i mean things you know something banged or a peacock or a monkey you know a monkey bites people right now and but you just had this look on your face um i can still see it total absorption contentment and wonder that's what i would say so oh, i was what, what what kept me in the hall was looking at you, oh, trying wow. to imagine and just seeing what it is you were seeing. I, I couldn't hold my attention there that long, but that's what I saw every time. So let me let me let you speak to that. That was funny because the, even you had to you had to leave at lunchtime, the cleaner to come in. Well, the cleaner started talking to me because because it came to mind. Well. Just because I have to leave the ashram doesn't mean I have to stop meditating. So I just meditated outside, and, and he was he, so he was. We became friendly. Yeah. <laughs> it's only two weeks that we were there, but I found um, meditating there. So I'm talking back now, remembering as a seeker, because I wouldn't yeah. say any of this now because this. Um, I found the ashram because there's, there's so many people doing the same, they're there for the same reason, that you could meditate longer, deeper, and easier. It was, that's how, that's what I found. You know, back home I had teenage sons who constantly want to be fed and um, <laughs> a husband who's not on the path at all, so he doesn't get it. So 
you know, if you're meditating, you just walk in and start, you know, oh, could you do this for me when you're at, you know, yeah. which is great because they're all um, distractions that you're learning to not distract you. You know, like even when you're saying all the crinkly bag and the ashram and the monkeys and all that, that was all background. So none of it disturbed me. So you're just learning to just stay in the heart no matter what. It was, it was, it was great training. So India was great. And um, India, there was a moment where I felt that the ground had disappeared and I would walk, walk. And, and that sort of relates back to what I'm feeling now. It's like the middle falls away. So um, who you think you are is a thought, you know. So even if it gets down to you think you are awareness, you think you are your attention, it's the thought, they're two thoughts. And uh, when that goes away, the story goes away, it's the middleman. You're living life without the middleman. The middleman's gone. There was, I did um, three, three classes talking about David, Dr. David Hawkins' book. And the middle class, uh, it didn't get recorded or, you know, didn't get it put up because it was, I didn't know what happened. But I was talking and the middleman dropped out. So I was noticing that the mouth was talking and and something was recognizing it and it, so it, it, I couldn't talk. It was like, uh, 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 and then the mouth was just talking, spewing stuff out. And um, then, I, then I thought, well, okay, next time if that ever happens, I need to stop and tell this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. You know, but, but back then I didn't know that, so. Um, so, so this stuff, and I bet you, you already know this stuff. It's already happening. How many times have you sat or walked in the park and you just feel one with all the trees? Like there's no you. There's just aliveness. There's just a lot. And then thought will come in and you'll say, oh, this is so beautiful. You know, so the thought that, you know, it's got to claim it. It's got to claim it. Because without it, it doesn't exist. The claiming is what keeps the thought of the person alive. The, the, even if you think you're just awareness, you, you know, that's, which brings me back to what we were doing in bed, like with <laughs> when he's sleeping and he snores and I, you know, that snoring would really irritate me, you know, cause it's full on like this. So, um, like, okay, okay, I, I, something happened. You know, again, it's nothing with you, but usually I just have to go over and touch him and he'll turn around and stop snoring. So, and, and it happens quickly, you know. But this one night, the hand went to only this much and it stopped. And I went, oh, you're, this is an incredibly subtle way where you don't want things to be the way they are. You want it to be different. You don't, you want him to stop snoring. That's what you want. So I went, oh my God. See, that's that's how I kept me alive. That's 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 a me that wants it to be different. That's the question again. This question, the first question, the curiosity, the first thought that came in that said, How would life be different? What what would it be like if life was different? 
it comes up every second of the day and you don't realize it so when you don't want to feel that feeling you're 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 doing it again you're reaffirming it again you're reaffirming it you're re so it's keeping the you alive 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 so constricted 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 so i did that and i went okay i'm going to do what angelo is saying because i already had these direct experiences he was just able to put it into words for me um so i stopped i went okay hand hand arm that's a mental concept drop it me me body that's a mental concept drop it snoring that's a mental concept drop it my husband lying down 10 centimeters away from me mental concept drop it what's here what's here i just looked into it and it's a sensation that's what it is it's a sensation that's all it is the sound so i go okay he's saying that the there's not a me aware in my head of the sound that's how we normally think there's something aware so I went, okay drop that so there's just the snoring there's the sound the sound so, so you got it i'm saying snoring now because i've got to use language but i dropped that label so it's a sound it's a sound drop the sound the label that this is a not a nice sound drop it drop it so it's just the awareness is in the sound so it's like you're not centralized you're decentralized there's 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 nothing it's and then there's no millimeter gap between each decentralization so there's there's only there's only one there's only one thing and then there's only stillness and there's movement appearing in stillness and the movement is made from the stillness even though the stillness doesn't know it stillness has never changed so the stillness is always there and then there's this movement now what the mind says is or it's this or this but it's and so empty fullness is one word it's not two words so the stillness and the movement appearing in the stillness is one and this is the apparent this movement so all and all it is is a thought and then and a thought doesn't exist so really there is no world there's no form but there's an appearance of form but you see the stillness you still the even though there's an appearance of something feeling sensation or thought the stillness is bigger and and this appearance is it's just a movement so I completely the idea of me completely dissolved in the sound and it was so intimate I've never been that intimate with my husband before because there was no bodies and it was just this sound that is aware of itself the sound sounding and then this unbelievable because he's still snoring in, in that level <laughs> of stuff yeah the sound disappears because you just it's it's a movement within the nothing that's everything that's everything you see but it's it's the it's the filter of the mind which we we sort of put everything goes through the mind and then projects out and it's the filter that because it's this it's the pulsating you know it's the it's the movement 
Well, the movement doesn't know this. So the movement is 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 you. The thinking is the movement. So so it's it's doing this. It's not seeing this. So so you can never get to it with thought. So it's amazing. It's it's amazing. But but then again, you know, like everything drops, everything disappears. You can't hold on to anything now. So everything I'm saying is a story. It's a story <laughs> that appeared. So this this is the, the the mystery. You can't explain anything like this. So so the person so who so when I went into intuition and asked and and this appearance happened, well, it was an accident. You know, like that's it was complete shock. And realizing that even all those times I meditated was nothing was nothing it was which is not what the seeker wants to hear <laughs> well it's it, and that's why i'm been the past month in shock shock this you know this but awareness was still what we we're talking about the torch and you go in and follow the light follow the light beam well awareness is like still on the light beam it's not there's no destination. You can't say it, but that's what we would have thought before. That there's no absolute. That's a thought too. That's a concept because it's it's just it's just it. It's there's nothing else. You can't say you. Can, if everything is the like the sound, you can't say the word everything because you need a something. To compare it to so if everything's yeah. the yeah so if everything's empty you, you can't say those words it's empty means it vanishes fullness vanishes it's so what appears now is the what is and you just enjoy the what is it's really enjoy it doesn't matter what even if it's someone if my husband gets mad at me again for something it and you feel sensation and you feel you you know you feel it and it's not always nice but it's a wow because there's no story ever to attach on to so there's no problem it's beautiful it's beautiful everything's no matter what you could step in dog shit when you're going for a walk and it's <laughs> it's and you go oh but then there's no there's no there's no person there's no nothing that it lands on so it's it's all wonderful it's all wow that's that's the word i would use most wow 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 oh god changes everything but nothing was there to change <laughs> it's all the same I, I remember driving again to work this is i don't know what it is with driving because you're concentrating you're dropping out you know your mind's focused on that so so there's more quietness and um and i was at the stop sign at just my local stop sign and there was a lot of cars so there was like five minute wait so i was always safe um but it was like oh or luminous everything luminous luminous and then I, when see you can't put words to talking until you come back you know until you sort of drop back to a self or a, a, 
I, instead of saying self, I, I uh, a self-reference point, mm -hmm. you know, because it you could be anywhere on this. It could be I'm a full-on person body to I'm just awareness. So when you come back to itself, then then the mind kicks into, and that's all the mind's doing. It's not a bad thing. It's trying to understand what's happening, and puts it. It's a filter, so it's it it can't it can't cope with everything. So it takes a bit, and it filters it and says, "Oh, that's what's happened." Oh, okay, and you believe it, you know. But it's cut out a lot of it's cut out all the aliveness because again, it's it's just this it's just this movement. So. Um, it, this, I came back and I laughed and laughed and laughed. This laughter, I just never had laughed in my life. It was like a relief and a release at the same time because it was always here. So the, the words say this because, you know, inner guidance talks in your own language because it's for you. My inner guidance is not for you. It's for me. So it talks, it uses my words and what, so I can understand it, you know, like, what I thought it was. Um, and it said, but I already do this. Although there's no I and there's no already do this. It's just saying that this aliveness is always here. I've always, I recognize it. It's always been here in my whole life. I've always recognized it. And, and another one that I recognize that the mind completely misinterpreted, which I find is very funny. There's moments where I would drive and it was a beautiful gray. I love gray, gray days. You know, because where I'm at, it's always hot and sunny and blue. So the grey, misty days are gorgeous to me. And it would be a little bit of mist rain and I'd drive home and I'd stop off my local park, which is just a few houses down. And the it's everything clicked. But I'd know I'd have to get some McDonald's. <laughs> I'd sit in the car. The classical music would play. The visual was beautiful it was gray and drizzly and and the, the green you know when it's gray the green of the trees pop even more and then the sensation of the mcdonald's <laughs> with the classical music and i was in heaven and then I, it's like now i realize it's because the you disappears and it's just all sensations it's and you're not the sensations you're the music the clouds, the drizzle, mm -hmm. the McDonald's, the, the taste. So that was so funny because I went, oh, my God, it's one of those moments. This is amazing. I've got to go to McDonald's. The doing McDonald's. But that's what it does. So it, it equated McDonald's with this disappearing of me feeling great. <laughs> oh, my God. So... In those moments, you just disappear. And so you have these, you have these all throughout your life. It's just, you just don't know. You, you, the mind overlooks it. So, so you've had, I mean, of course, you're, you know, like in, um, in a Ramana, there's the, uh, the resistor, the doubter, and the abiding. And yeah, sure, you can read them as stages. You know, you start off as the resistor and then you move to the doubter. But really, from my point of view, it's you're always abiding, always abiding. When you believe your thoughts, you go straight to resistor and you're, and you're either going to, I want this or I don't want this. You know, I'm going to repress this or I'm going to feel this. Then from uh, awakening together, we learn about the doubt. So I go, oh, I can apply wrath. 
and so you you know you move but you're always always abiding but there's no one who's abiding and there's no abiding it's is so so that's that's why I had to pull out of my latest facilitating because I can't facilitate because I just I I I'm just <laughs> being it's it's deepening so I've, it's only it's only fresh like at the month you know for the first month I couldn't talk the second month it's sort of settling but it's it's seeing that oh my god it doesn't stick like you you don't know this at first because it's just something's just draw it's something's so it's, it's sitting at for me it's just sitting in it that it it's like a acclimatic acclimating it's so i've got to do that but when i facilitated i also had to I also had to add in my clarity as well because then I'd be lying, you know. I So in a Ramana, it talks a lot about it, but sometimes um, like on one page, it, it's um, when a man welcomes the light fully, he ceases to be a man and he becomes the light. Okay, well, there's no man and there's no light but but you get what it's saying for the light is a presence that denies the existence of man that's you know man is just thought and and thought does not exist in the light uh, it knows only the light when a man becomes the light he is the light and he sings to all men of the light as he knows there's only light so i i have to say that here here there's still two there's still duality so drop drop these drop this and then you you, you see the the oneness but oneness is the concept as well you just see the isness the the what is then it says um where did i put it here this is what is meant by to be born again the existence you seem to have before is gone as if it never was and the new existence. Well, I had to cross that what those two words out. So there is no new existence. It's just existence. It's just aliveness. Is all there is, and all there ever could be. This is, this is it. It is seen in all places, in all directions, and in all men. Now, what's seen? But a mental concept. What's places? But a mental concept. What's all directions? mental concept what's all men but mental concepts see you're dropping all that what is there when you've dropped all that because it is truly all that can be seen i mean like it's all here but i just i, I just would have to take out the seeker bit you know because it's talking to you as a seeker and then i have to say but but that's still duality so drop so drop drop look into i think the last thing and i think this is what will come out of um regina's the dowdy ching is really looking at what is awareness and what is attention because you know now i can read the dowdy ching and it's just so clear 
it's because it's um it it's where are you looking from in each line you know the hidden in the hidden is coming from the seeker how the six sees but then that's still it because that's the what is so the what is is still it because there's nothing else there's no two but it's never changed the what is and it doesn't exist it's apparent it's apparent like this body is apparent and it's no different to this except you don't feed a pen but you feed a body but that's just it's, it has no more importance because you just think, because you think you're here you think it's important and more important than something else or another person but it's not here awareness is not here and we'll say for the recording you're putting your hands up on your head and what you're saying is mind the thinking mind is not it yeah the, the oh and awareness aware right because you get you you take so much away that you, you you know you're not the thinking mind you know you're not the body you know you're not your thoughts but you think your attention uh, awareness but you don't realize because it's incredibly subtle that awareness is still a thought it's still a ref self-referencing point right. and it could be minutely just a tiny tiny microscopic dot but it's still a point and it's still duality so it, so the, it, this it's very hard to to talk about because all language is to talk about duality yeah just to say one thing so, is to have it be inferred yeah. that you're excluding the other and that's yeah why we, that's why we so, just keep pointing that's why when you when you the minute you open your mouth you're you've already moved away from the absolute yeah well I'll just call it radiant emptiness you know you you've already because the word is already you can't describe it you can't but you know it because it's you but you <laughs> there's no you and there's no knowing <laughs> and this is where I get Tony Parsons because that's what he's trying to say he's he's trying to wipe away everything that is uh, a concept which is not true all the um uh the apparent is is what you know which is not what the seeker wants because the seeker and I know this because it's frustrating because you don't understand you don't understand but you will never understand so don't worry about that you will never understand it's not understandable you will never it's just what happens and then um there's no reason why that recognition happened it just happened it was I call it an accident because it was totally and then why did that happen to me well to this apparent me um I don't know there's it, there's nothing it's just the what it's almost it's the what is that's it the what is and then it's nothing special it's everything already that you already know but you don't know because the mind can't see it but you're already it like and that's why it's so funny and it's why it's so obvious but just what are you without all thoughts I mean, just that sentence makes you feel, 
you know, because all thoughts is your story. What are you without all your story? You know, you can feel a peace in there. Yeah, what's still there, right? What, what, what hasn't moved? Yeah. What hasn't moved? Yeah. This, this radiant uh, stillness, this radiant emptiness. Yeah. Right. Unboundless, unconditional. It allows everything. Like it, it doesn't even see it. It's, it's, it's never moved. It's never changed. It's radiant. It's luminous. Is is the word and aliveness is is the closest word I can say. Aliveness. Ah, oh. is peace because it does nothing hits you. Nothing, nothing sticks to it. Because there's because there's no and it. nothing exists. Nothing yeah. exists. Yeah. See, um, so this apparent body just enjoys everything because you can't like it's it doesn't it's it's already saying too much i'm saying way too much <laughs> well we will all say back to you and use the one word that you've used the most which is wow wow and, uh, yeah big wow and it's hard to believe we've already hit the 90 minute mark unbelievable oh my God. that uh, is unbelievable i thought i thought this would last half an hour <laughs> <laughs> And what I, I mean, what I just want to say on behalf of everyone who's going to have the opportunity to listen to this, everyone who's listening to this now, Manuela, thank you. And should you ever feel called, we would love to have another chat with you. Love to have another chat. Maybe in a year to see what's happened. <laughs> nothing's, nothing's happened because nothing's going to happen but we would, it would, we just would love to hear thing. about your nothing happening <laughs> love to hear about nothing <laughs> you could you could be our own version of seinfeld right here okay right <laughs> i love that show that's right so i just uh on behalf of everyone thank you so much manuela for making the time to do this and for being with us and for Pointing to what can't be pointed to, apparently. But it's here and you and it's always it's obvious. It's so obvious. Wonderful. I'm gonna hit the stop record button. <laughs>